Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, change their mindset, define their next, and move forward anyway. Welcome back, fellow dreamers, to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast. I am so excited to meet uh, a new friend today and introduce her to you. Um, and learn what we can about uh, pursuing our dreams. Christina Walker, thank you so much for joining us today. Why don't you introduce yourself as we get started? Sure, sure. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thrilled to be asked. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast show. And uh, thanks, audience who are tuning in. Uh, we, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Well, I'm Christina Walker. I am a vocal performance coach, and I have been one for 22 years. I train singers, speakers, and actors to fine-tune their vocal techniques and their performance mindset so they can convert it under pressure. In my opinion, that's when it matters the most. I'm also a, a, a mother of four. They're all teenagers now. So I have uh, four teenagers. Y'all pray for me. Okay. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ages 14, uh, 15, who's almost 16, a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old. So we have two drivers in this house and one who's just can't wait to get her permit. And I'm holding my breath and praying a lot. So yes. <laughs> that's a little bit about me. <laughs> Yeah, that is something to let your child drive off for the first time in, a, in an automobile in this world. Yeah. And you're in a pretty big city, too. So, I mean, like, wow, yeah. <laughs> um, it is kind of scary having four daughters of my own. Oh, yeah. uh, now we're all drivers. I completely understand that anxiety <laughs> in yeah. sending them out into the world. It, it's something else. It's good. And yeah, in Dallas, where I'm in Dallas in the Dallas Metroplex area. And so they are learning, they are learning at high stakes, but they're doing a great job, doing a great job. And I think I'm doing okay with the peace aspect. So it's, it's, good. it's a battle. <laughs> yeah, good. So vocal coach, 22 years. Mm -hmm. Um, tell me how that started. Where would tell me about the genesis of this dream that you pursued to help people with their voice? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I went, um, I grew up in Taiwan. My parents are missionaries there. And then I came back to the States for college and and I pursued music education. Um, so I have a music education degree and voice was my primary instrument. And, and so I graduated from, from college, from Carson Newman University, which is in Jefferson City, Tennessee. And um, <clears throat> that's where I met my husband as well. And uh -huh. I graduated from there and I was, you know, just kind of this college graduate, no business mindset whatsoever. I grew up kind of missionary mentality, I guess, if you mm -hmm. um, kind of think through that method. Um, I grew up like that. Um, 
And so I launched in, but I knew I needed to, um, to, to start using this degree. And so then I began from that, uh, from that moment, I began piano and, and, and vocal coaching. And I just kind of, it, it started real small, really simple. And, um, and I wish I had, looking back, Jeff, I wish I had someone who knew about business and how to coach someone at that time, because mm. what I was charging and uh, I was driving to the homes of the parents. And I, I mean, it was like a gold mine for parents, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, they didn't I have to pay much school. and you yeah. showed up. It's, it, I know. And uh, I'm going to serve you and, and use my gifts for you. And, uh, you know, I'll just make a tiny bit. And, mm. and I, the Lord's really changed my mindset about some things and in a good way and um, on how to grow the business. And so, but I continued in that and, and began to grow that business and, and uh, got married in the process and, and um, started to have kids. So I've always kept that circulating. And um, little by little, I came up to higher levels of coaching. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just the basic intro, uh, the intro singer, although I still work with those. Um, I, it just began to grow. And uh, about 2010, so uh, over a decade ago, my husband and I launched a nonprofit organization called It's Your Drama. And, uh, and it's, it was a fun organization. That's a whole different story. But that continued to move me into the vocal performance aspect. And that organization um, gave creative programming um, that's uh, educational programming for teens to teach them about risky behaviors and help them kind of pull them into the right lane. <laughs> And that's what was um, geared with that. But when we moved to Dallas, Texas, then I really shifted my business into um, more higher levels of coaching and have just continued continued along the journey as a vocal coach. So um, that's that's a very brief aspect of the journey that I've taken. And here I am now. And 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 I run I run the business out of my private studio in my home. And um, I have a waiting list. And it's really been blessed and growing. And I, I love what I do because it allows me to impact people in uh, something that they're interested in growing in. And um, it's been fun to see people's people change as they uh, as they go through vocal coaching. So. so Okay, there's so many things I want to ask. So let me just slow my my mind down and my heart down right here and pick one of them. Um, okay. You said that you have a mindset shift on a number of different areas. When you started, you were all about mission, ministry, uh, serving, uh, going to their house, not charging very much. Now they're coming to your house. So talk talk to me about the mind shifts that happened. What were some of those? Yeah. And what what prompted you to change those? Ah, mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, those are those are tough questions. There, there. <laughs> good questions. Um, well, sometimes I think we shift our mindset out of necessity. You know, um, at. at at one point, uh, my husband and I, you know, were newly married and the Lord, we just ended up having children quick. It wasn't our plan. Um, and, and we ended up just having four children pretty back to back um, within five years. And then I'm like, okay, we're, we're done. We're going to move on. But so during that time, as you can imagine, finances became uh, something that we needed to push, uh, push into and in more, even more. And um, so I just kind of started uh, thinking about how I was looking at lessons at, at my business. And I actually, did what we should do. And I started researching what do other coaches charge for what they do? Mm. How do they do this? Um, people who are already successful at this, how are they doing this? And, um, you know, when I started uncovering that, I was thinking, wow, 
<laughs> I am really just way under, um, uh, way under that. And um, and it, I think I think we have to take ourselves, give ourselves permission to um, to really adequately look at what are, what are what are my skills and what mm-hmm. am I really bringing to people through what I can do through my gifts and my talents. What might be easy for me? What might be easy for you or people in your audience to do? That's like this is this is easy. I'm naturally gifted at this. I can shift and move into this, and it becomes like this flow. Whereas um, a lot of times, what's very easy for us is actually extremely hard for others, and so it's easy to undervalue. Yeah skill sets that we have and the life change that it brings because it's really something we're, we're born to do. <laughs> it's worked into our makeup. Um, and so when I started to see it as, as a very a valuable gifting and not in a prideful way, I think it's important. Yeah. It's easy to say, it's easy to, it's, it's a tug of war about, about how to use that, but it's not a prideful way. It's an acknowledging of the giftings I've been given to influence the marketplace and um, and in my opinion, that the Lord has given me, and He wants that to go forth, and um, mm-hmm. and to begin to place the value on it that the secular, the other marketplace places value, and they should. And um, so I be that it took some it took some time it took some time Jeff to begin to to tweak that mindset because I was raised. Um, Uh, kind of we're paycheck to paycheck god will provide we're praying Mm -hmm. that you know at the end of the month you know my parents Mm -hmm. are missionaries as you can imagine that how that goes and that's how i was raised and um so i really i really when you said what was one of the mind shifts god showed me out of necessity of needing except more income and growth of business and not being able to multiply my time I couldn't take on yeah. more. Does that make sense? I couldn't take on yeah. more. And God's like, you know, Christina, look look at what I've given you. Research those who are doing the same thing you're doing and see um, how you're undervaluing what you do and how you can really enter the marketplace rebranded and um, really be paid for what your skill set is, just like the others who, uh, you know. Yeah. And why not? So that's a little. That's yeah, awesome. this is a this is a huge deal. I work with a lot of heart centered entrepreneurs. Yeah. And um, they undervalue their contribution. Hmm. So it's a huge shift for them. Yeah. Uh, some of them, they want to do this business thing and they don't want to charge anybody anything. I'm like, well, you got to understand also that when you do that, um, people undervalue, they tend to undervalue what you're offering them too. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of times um, in a dream pursuit, um, when an idea is sparked, it's sparked from a place of need. So we see something in the world, we see something in society that we know we can uh, provide an answer for. Or maybe there's a gap, like other people are doing this, but if I, if I went into that place, I would be able to provide this. What is it that, what is the problem that you solve with your work? That's a great question. I, you know, I, I think I'll use that question to just highlight something that I'm, I'm doing right now uh, in my entrepreneur journey um, is I've, I've been working on de- and developing a program and uh, the program was, the idea was sparked from what you just said. I, I continue to see a hole in the performing arts industry that really isn't being filled. And uh, just, and it kept it, it, you know, sometimes I think that the problem we're created to solve can almost 
almost become an irritant within us when we see mm-hmm. the problem. We see yeah. it. It annoys we, us. Like yeah, we need to fix like, this. Yeah, exactly. And and that there's something within your makeup that that you're you're designed to fix it. And you can see, okay, I can see a process that will help this problem. And so something so in vocal coaching uh just in general one of the holes i fill and then i'll mention my program is the the aspect of the minds the performance mindset that a singer a performer someone who's getting up to speak the performance mindset uh, that we need to have in order to convert these amazing skills under pressure. And so in my private coaching business, I do train the vocal techniques and all the, you know, all the different articulation, all this, all the different things. But um, I also am continually um, drilling in on the performance mindset. What are, what are we, what are you thinking under pressure when you feel nerves? What, how do we shift? And so the program that, um, that I'll be launching here within the next little bit is called Practice Polish perform and the ant the problem see that behind you there oh oh yeah <laughs> yes you do <laughs> that was not intentional i've been right, that's great <laughs> i've been running what i've been this is my spring recital uh, actually is this coming uh sunday and so i've been running master classes and stuff in here so those are that's my theme practice polish perform <laughs> i love it yeah yeah um so anyway that's the title of the program too that i'm working on but the whole i saw was that and parents are pouring finances and time, heart and energy into their child's um, pursuits of, of, of training, whether it be acting, uh, voice. I mean, it's just a massive thing. And time after time, these students, if they're not trained the right way, they get up to audition or to perform under pressure. And uh, and when they do those, uh, the techniques and the training fly out the window. And mm-hmm. parents are watching their kids up there. And, and the parent is thinking, what happened? I, I know you knew this. I know you had it memorized at home. I've watched you do it a hundred times, you know, mm. and there's a, there's just a man. It deflates us as parents when we watch our kids kind of struggle through something in the spot and we know they have it and yet it just falls apart. And it's a big pain point. And the, mm. and the person who's in the youth, who's on the stage, so to say, and in the parents and, uh, and it can really anchor into the heart and mindset, um, and show up later <laughs> in yeah. a different performance-oriented program things. So my program helps singers train how to perform and execute under pressure, and it's designed it's designed to to do that. It's very interesting because um, in my niche, I saw the same gap, mm. and it wasn't with vocal performance; it was in <clears throat> it was in um, executing and pursuing a dream, right? So the technical side of that is getting clarity, getting really clear about your goal, um, being able to establish a plan to achieve it, right? Um, But the the mindset behind it is what I saw missing Mm. and how to deal with fear under pressure, right? How to deal with fear. And all the the language that I've heard um, in recent years is, you got to eliminate fear. And I, I'm like, that's not the way, that's not the way a human being works. Fear comes. Yeah. And so I've got this phrase, fear, fear, come, fear will come, fear will stay, move forward anyway. Awesome. And that's where we get the move forward anyway podcast, because we can actually use fear mm-hmm. as fuel to help us propel forward. Yes. So you're helping students understand the 
what comes under pressure. There's fear, there's anxiety, there's worry, there's doubt, right? There's discouragement. Um, and the pressure builds and learning how to handle that and leverage it that allows the techniques that you train to just come shining out. And so I think there's a lot of similarity there. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Yeah. And, um, one of the phrases that my students will hear me say is I am the performer. I control the performance. Um, it's so easy when we are yeah, what whether you're singing or whatever is uh, we get into an atmosphere and we begin to feel nerves, nervous. I call it performance energy. Uh, we begin to feel that performance energy kick in. And ev- immediately our mind is like, I'm losing control of this. I, mm. you know, and especially if you're standing up in front of an audience, it is so easy to stand there and let the external actually begin to dictate how I'm going to convert in this moment. If our minds haven't been trained to say, wait a second, <laughs> I'm the performer, I control the performance, right? You know, yeah. I was just working with students because they're having a, a local um, recital in a theater here in Dallas here soon. And um, a couple of them, and I, it's, a, it's a progression, you know, Jeff, you know this as you teach, it's a progression of we, we, um, we learn and then we execute at a level. And then we progress. Okay, let's take this another level. Um, and so I have some students throughout the level, and I've, I've been talking. We work on entering the stage and the spoken introduction. And I say, when you when you get in front of that mic, and the theater's full, there's there's a balcony and stuff. When you get in front of the mic and you stand there, I don't want you to walk and and just get in front of the mic and hello, my name is, um, and begin your introduction. I said I want you to stand there for about three seconds, silence. <laughs> That's hard to do, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's looking at me. And the tendency is my timing is controlled by, by them. They want me to start. I'm going to start. And yeah. that begins to shift control to, to the external, you know, um, to what's, what the fear factor might be. It shifts that. Instead, I want you to stand there. I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to remind yourself you're in control of this. They can wait on you. And that's not a prideful thing. That's a, I'm in control of no. this moment. I'm the performer. Yes, I control this performance. And when you are ready, you open your mouth twice as loud, twice as slow, and you say, you know, hello, my name is. And what you've done is you've commanded the audience's attention. You've taken control of the situation, the stage, the environment. You're not rushed. <laughs> and so when you put you put your head down to take your prep stance and your deep breath prior to raising and cueing the track, you're already in the zone of, I've got this. I've already taken control of something. It doesn't mean you're not nervous. It means that yeah. you know, it means in the nerves, you know how to control it. Right. So yeah, little, little thing, <laughs> little free tip here today. Yeah, That's, <laughs> I'm taking notes as a speaker and as a performer myself. So I got an interesting personal question. I want to ask you. Okay. Um, I'm a singer. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm part of an acapella group. I've been singing for 30 years with this particular group, we meet once a year and uh, our group's called the master's voice. And we just recently, I don't know if you're a sports fan, um, but uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, are you familiar with that team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're singing the national anthem for the, the Milwaukee Brewers on August 31st. Nice. Um, and here's, and then we're going to do a little concert afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh, and what I've noticed over the years with my voice, I'm the top tenor. I'm the, the guy that sings in the stratosphere. Yeah. I've lost my upper range. Okay. Like I don't have the same capacity to sing the high notes that I did when I was 
um, in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I don't sing enough and I'm now more speaking mm-hmm. and I'm getting used to just being in that speaking voice. My question for you is, and if anybody's a singer out there and you've found that you've lost some of your range, yeah. um, can you reclaim that? Absolutely. And um, unless there's some sort of vocal cord damage that would need to be rehabilitated a different yeah. way. But if it's, um, I, yes, now it would take training and technique and time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One thing that you mentioned uh, when, when you had said that y'all meet once a year to train or to, to sing together or something, uh, it, immediately I wondered how much you're singing on a consistent basis. Um, and because, you know, the, the nature of when we're younger in college or training, we are exercising. You know, I had to do I, three hours a day of vocal techniques and exercises when I was pursuing a degree. Um, but then little by little, that begins to shift back. So do you practice? Do you do you exercise your voice much? See, this is. This is the thing. I don't think I've ever appreciated that the voice is an instrument because um, I'm going to, those of you who are just listening, I'm moving it across my office and I'm grabbing my, I'm right. grabbing my horn. So you my don't trumpet. just sing, you play as and, well. <laughs> and this, I know when I don't practice this trumpet, yeah. uh, my embouchure and my lips, my chops, they're just, they're just, a mess, right? I can't, so I can't play longer than 15, 20 minutes. And um, so the answer to your question is no, I don't, I don't sing enough. I don't, I don't practice. I'll sing hymns. I'll sing along with music occasionally that I love in my car with my daughters. Um, But nothing that is practiced. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's important. It, you know, it really is, especially if you notice you're losing your range. And as the high tenor, especially with the anthem. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I, I know that I know that song. I work with Minnie on that one. Um, it's really important, especially with your vocal part, that as you get into, you said, uh, uh, August 31st, uh, you know, even now's now's a good time to start. And yeah. it, what, even if you did, you know, even if anyone listening, um, whether it's voice or any instrument that you're prepping for, ten, even 10 minutes a day would make a big difference. And you would begin yeah. to see some of the range um, growing. I um, I always start my singers when I start a new a student. And what was pow- I have mindset power phrases each month for my studio. And the first one we all get is this one. My voice is a one-of-a-kind instrument. So when you said my voice is an instrument, it is. And nobody has one like you, right? Nobody has no. an instrument. And, uh, but we have to, and so I always tell my students, you don't have to be someone else, sound like someone else. You have to be the best version of you, of your instrument. And um, so it does take training. But yeah, I think you could definitely get, um, definitely get uh, several notes back, if not more, with the right, with the right techniques, training, you know, practice. And, but here's, as adults, now I think we all do this, when we think, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know, <laughs> whether it's working out or whether it's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to launch mm-hmm. this or whatever. And we, it's easy to just as a vocalist to just hit a practice session. I'm going to go 30 minutes. I mean, I'm going to see how big and how loud I can go. Right. That's our tendency. And then you'll end up t- kind of tiring your voice could kind of mm-hmm. need to write vocal rest the next two days if you overdo it. Um, so I would ease into it and don't try and see how high you can go at the beginning. Just begin, begin the foundation building, you know, um, all during what are we right now we're 
in May, begin the foundation building, and then within about three weeks, then start increasing and really putting the pressure on it. Um, That's what I'd suggest. Wow, that's that's amazing. You said so many things here that apply to the the entrepreneurial uh, pursuit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so often with my clients, there's a, a rush to get it all now, you know, like or or see the whole picture now instead of just starting. Yeah. Start with the simple step. Yeah. Take the next step mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to do the the whole thing. So. You launched uh, a business. You're now launching a new course. Yeah. Within that business. Talk to me about the fears that you experience when you are putting something new out there and trying something new. What kind of fears do you experience as an entrepreneur, as a starter of new things? Sure, sure. Uh, Probably the biggest hurdle is, um, and this is a tendency of just my, I think, personality is to get it, you know, so to pour so much time and energy and effort into it to get it this package thing to release, right? And then mm. uh, the hurdle of, is anyone going to hear about it? Is anyone going to buy it? Is anyone? <laughs> and to be completely transparent, um, back about. We're in 2022 now. So, you know, almost 10 years ago, I, I also kind of launched a book and some some different things with the nonprofit organization. And I'm, I'm great at, at, at the idea and bringing it together. But one of my weaknesses is the marketing and promotional. It's just not something <laughs> that I have chosen in the past to really do much of. And so one of my, uh, you mentioned fears, one of, the, one of the, the hurdles I have to jump is we have this but if you don't do something different this time to let people know, to promote it, to advertise, it will sit on the shelf <laughs> or in with, you know, in the virtual world, it will sit there in its own little corner and no one's going to know about it. And so <laughs> that's a concern. And I think with, with fear, we take action. And um, so we're doing things differently this time. Um, and uh, with fear, you take action. Yeah. Do you hear that, guys? With fear, you take action. A lot of times with fear, we pull back. Mm-hmm. We don't try. Yeah. Um, what you're hearing Christina say is with fear, you take action. And so there's what I'm talking about. Fear can actually propel us forward to do something new if we allow it to, if we have the right mindset about fear. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's so easy to, I was remembering um, my oldest daughter was a high level gymnast and um and uh, that's actually why we moved to Dallas to help her pursue that sport. Because in this metroplex, there's some of the best gyms in, in in the country, which also in the world. And so, uh, mm-hmm. but she had a she had an accident, and she was in gymnastics. And I was actually there that day. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been coaching a lot this week. And, yes, and, talking a lot. Yeah, and um, but anyway, so so I, I saw the accident happen in front of me. And as any parent, when you see your child in a situation. Um, the initial response is fear. <laughs> you know, that initial, it just right. And you can feel fear rise. I mean, you can mm. just feel it like, yep. you know, almost want to overtake you and shut you down. And um, I just really had this strong, it was very simple, but just strong in my mind said, Christina, faith or fear and choose one. And it was a, mo- it was a, it was a second decision. And I think as entrepreneurs and, um, 
it's not always like some big moment, like in that situation, I saw this, you know, it was a big moment and it, it did end up in <laughs> different things. That's a different story, but um, faith or fear, choose. Choose. And, choose it. And I would, I would suggest that we as entrepreneurs, when we're trying something new or, and we feel it's all, it, it, we don't always label it. Like I feel fear, but if no. it, comes, it comes at shut down, like, you yeah. know, like I can't do this or, um, mm. man, there's just no way. And when we start having those thoughts, it's like that faith or fear choose and nobody can choose for us. We have to choose ourselves. Mm. And um, just like I train singers and like you work with people, we have the, it's a split second choice, but we're going to be better able to make that choice if we train our mind ahead of time when we're not f in the moment of fear, right? Yeah, we're not right. in the moment. I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not right now on stage and now I'm going to train and just train myself. No, I've trained my mind that when some uh, situation arises like this one and I'm, I can, it's a split second decision, but I've already trained my mind that when I feel fear, when I feel like I'm going to shut down, I will have a choice. And in that moment, I will make the choice to choose in that situation, faith or to choose go to choose. Go, action. Yeah. And we can train ourselves ahead of time. And then the moment shows up, we're more likely to choose action rather than uh, fear. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great. And I'm looking at the board behind your head there and practice, right? Not only practice vocal skills, but practice the mindset yeah. shifts, practice choosing. How did that feel to choose to go? Yeah. What happened when you chose to go instead of pulling back and giving into that self-talk that has been regulating you for years? Yeah. What was different that time? And being able to share that and have a community that supports supports you in the practicing of that. Yeah. Um, so um, do you do you do vocal coaching? Uh, I mean, we've been we've just come through the the pandemic here, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I heard today Dr. Fauci said that it's no longer a pandemic. I I don't know. <laughs> um, I didn't know what a pandemic was two years ago. I know, I know. <clears throat> but you do a lot of in-person stuff. I'm assuming that you also do you do virtual or Zoom coaching as well. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that required, uh, <clears throat> you hear that required a, the pivot, you know, I think you probably, that's a kind of a, a word we hear a lot now, uh, prior to, uh, what was that was 2020 prior, prior to 2020, I was already doing virtual lessons, um, since, and, and doing that some, it wasn't the main mm -hmm. part of my business, but, um, but then when 2020 hit, yeah, I did shut everything down. We went all virtual for students and, <clears throat> You know, that was that was an interesting time. And, and now still I did. Last night was a virtual recital in here. So all my virtual students, we we put on a recital and uh, but it demanded me to grow, you know, because yeah. I've just been doing the, the normal lessons uh, prior to 2020. But then I had to think, how can I run a business where people feel like they're getting as much value yeah. <laughs> sitting in front of a computer as they were getting when they were walking in my door into my studio. And that's that's hard to do because in-person is one thing. But uh, if we're intentional, we can do it. And I think a lot yeah. of entrepreneurs have had to do this and um, to make it personal and yeah. and even online. So, yeah. So, so sometimes yeah. change and growth comes from an outside an outside pressure, right? Like a pandemic. Yeah. And sometimes growth and development and moving forward comes from an internal that you talked about, like your course that you're launching um, that came from a 
recognize pattern that you saw, recognize gap. And he said, I need to do something about this. So it was an internal motivation. So it doesn't matter if it comes from the external or internal. Don't be afraid to adapt, to respond, um, to try something new um, that you're being led to try. So sometimes the external is actually the best because we have no other options. So true. (laughs) We can't talk ourselves out of it. You know, we have to do something different. Um, There's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that have some ideas they've been wanting to pursue maybe for a lifetime. Um, but they're, they're sitting there with a little bit of hesitancy. Maybe they're, it, it's likened to stepping on stage and they walk up there, they're in the spotlight and they just freeze. Hmm. What's one thing at the very end of this podcast that you'd like to say to those people to encourage them? <clears throat> to rem- I would encourage, I would encourage uh, those of us who are pushing into that to, um, when that freeze wants to start, to, to really intentionally think, what is it that excites me so much about this idea that I have? Um, we have to remember the, the big picture that inspires and motivates us mm. uh, and in the face of that freeze, in the face of the fear, um, to be able to to almost replace that that screen with, you know what, I, I know the vision, I know what I'm going for, I, I I can see it, I can feel it, I can taste it, it's there. It does require work, but I want that picture, <laughs> mm. I want that impact. And so, in the face of the freeze, I've never used that, but that makes it in the face of the freeze on stage. In the face <laughs> yeah. of the fear, right? Um, is to replace that, replace it with that the picture that we trained ourselves to say. Mm. You know, for me, when I see the program launched, when I see it filled, when I see lives mm. change, no more tears as kids walk off stage, no more anchored things that I'm undoing in thirty-year-olds because of something that took place as a ten-year-old on stage. You know, I'm going for that. I'm running hard after that, and I think that helps us to push forward because it isn't always easy yeah. and there are things we have to do to uh, that aren't easy for us um so that's that's one of the things i would say <laughs> that's that's awesome you've said so much to encourage our listeners today i thank you yeah for um carving out this time in the busy, middle of your busy uh day your busy week um thank you for all you're doing for people to uh, unleash their creativity and their strength and their power because the world's a better place um, when they do that. And the world's a better place because you're doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who are listening, I want to give uh, Christina a chance to share um, where they might get a hold of you. How, how can they uh, find out more about your studio, more about what you're doing? You mentioned a book earlier. How can they find out about this course that's coming out? Sure. Where do they go to find out more? <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I have a website that's just kind of in general what I do. It's it's not focused on the uh, on the program, and I'll mention both of the website URLs. Uh, the website that shows you more about me is called meetchristinawalker.com, and uh, pretty Christina C H R meetchristinawalker.com. The uh, website that is in right now, it's about to launch. We're really close to that for the for the program. is called Practice Polish Perform. Dot com. And the, that nice. will have the information about the programs and uh, who it's available for. And something I love about the first launch of Practice Polish Perform is that it's um, 
it's geared to to singers ages 10 to 17. I could flex a little bit on that, but within the private portal that they run that they the students have access to, I have a section for parents and uh, where parents can have mindset coaching um, for coaching the parent the mind of the parent of the performer because mm. as parents we influence our children performance mindset a lot and um, so I have a whole section for parents where and they also have complete transparency of what their child is learning as they're walking through the program and I think now more than ever Love that. parents need to know what, especially in the performing arts because it's really geared a certain way mm. so it's a complete transparency you can trust what the child is getting and the coaching they're receiving from me is to build up to edify and to and to move them forward and what they're created to do so practicepolishperform.com <laughs> i love it that's great check christina out doing great things keep it up thank you so much for joining us today you're welcome all right have a great Thank day you, thanks for having me you bet hey fellow dreamer i hope you enjoyed today's episode head over to my website jeffmeyer.org for all of the show notes and links and when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it consider joining the dream accelerator community our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our dream generator vivid description five-step process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction. And most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.